from the prophet Isaiah. What we have before us, what is called the prophetic sign. First of all, we know that Isaiah, I'm sorry, Jeremiah was uh, both prophet and a priest. His period of prophecy came at a very difficult time, very difficult for the people of God, as there was much infidelity, there's much confusion, political maneuverings, fear of being attacked by the Babylonians, and ultimately, all these things that have occurred were very difficult times with the people of God, and he was calling upon them to become not only aware of their own transgressions, but return to God. And, and he, he was uh, very uh, discouraged by the fact that they didn't listen to him. They didn't pay attention to him. And ultimately, the Lord asked him that he himself would go through conversion, that he would go and really rely on God and teach the truth, not only that which he was upset and angry with people for being, for being so unfaithful, but the Lord instructed him how he could do it. And so today, one of the instructions that the Lord gave him is he says, go to the potter's house. Okay, why would it be so important to go to potter's house? Because that's when he received instruction as to God, who God is, and how God deals with us and how important we are. So in the potter's house, first of all, we have the following. And uh, so I went down to the potter's house and there he was working at the wheel. Whenever the object of clay, which he was making, turned out badly in his hand, he tried again, making the clay, making of the clay another object of whatever sort he pleased. Okay, so we see the potter, see how the pots are being made you know, earthenware. And, and I, have seen, I have seen people who were doing it. As a matter of fact, one of our brothers was doing it professionally before he entered the community. And so he would shape the things with clay, a matter of clay. And, and so what we have here is the, 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 the knowledge, the insight of how God works with us. We are made of clay. God is the potter. He's forming us. He's forming us, and sometimes, you know, the clay is not exactly, uh, uh, you know, to 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 um, to either to good or whatever it is. Where it's not formed the proper way, then then he refashions it again, remakes it, and so the 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 message today for the people of God is God is very active. God is the one who's forming us. It's not we ourselves who are doing all these things. No, it is God who forms and God who has created this world. And we ourselves were made of clay. God formed us of the dust of the earth and he's forming us, reshaping us, refashioning us, which means that God is involved in human history. God is involved in, in, in our life. We're not indifferent. God is not say, okay, well, too bad, didn't turn out in a garbage can. In a garbage can, no. He takes a clay and remolds again to makes it beautiful, to makes it, uh, you know, to makes it uh, 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 an object of, of of something special, of usefulness, of I know, of beauty. And so this is this is how the the word of God came to Jeremiah, and he says, "Can I not do that to you, house of Israel?" 
cannot I reshape and remold you? Yes, I have. So God is not only someone who, like a creator, who forms and doesn't care. No, he cares. He wants us to be special to him, to be formed properly. And he will, he has that patience, patience to do it. And then he allows that wheel, which is that wheel of life, to help us to be formed, reshaped in, in, the, in the environment in which we grow, but with the hand of God always there. Indeed, like clay in the hand of the potter, so are you in my hand, house of Israel. So are you, the people of God, in my hand. Okay, it's very, a very consoling message here that, that, that the Lord will not abandon us, but in his mercy will try and help us out and he will reshape and fold us, mold us in such a way as we be, become more and more faithful to, faithful to him if we allow ourselves to be formed by him. The gospel is challenging in many ways. First of all, as you know, the Matthew's gospel, we heard seven different parables on, on the kingdom of God. So, so we heard, for example, the kingdom of God is like, like a leaven that is able to transform, is like a seed that is sown and is able to produce good fruit. And, and so we have like pearl, great price. And so we have this description of what kingdom of God is, which means the reality that God has given to us in Christ. The reality that God has given to us through his son. And what, what this future life will be like, what this future life of glory will look like. And so Christ is communicating with, this, with us. But this last parable of the being the uh, life, our human life, and, and, and the kingdom of God being like a gnat, like a dragnet, is that he speaks that at the end of the world, at the end of the world, then God will bring forth a type of justice to all the people of this earth because he'll gather everyone into this net and then the angels will separate those, the good from the bad. Because sometimes we feel like the evil one, the evil people get away with things. We feel like they win or they feel like ultimately they seem to be succeeding. And yet what we see here in the gospel today is that no, no ultimately God is the one who will separate the good from the bad just like in the net and no one can escape. Everyone will have to under, undergo the last judgment and the separation. In the Matthew's gospel, we also have the last judgment where, you know, for, for those who, who uh, took care of one another, who, you know, who gave food to the hungry and water to drink to the thirsty and who were visiting the sick and those in the hospitals and really taking care of everyone. Those were also being separated as we can, as we know, at the end time, and so this parable today, this dragnet, is actually looking into the future of what we, should, what this world we will be like, and that God is the sovereign. The world isn't out of control. It, it isn't like whatever people do. No, it has, it has meaning, it has significance, and not only significance for the, for the moment in which we live, but the significance for all eternity. And so <clears throat> the Lord continues by saying, 
It's not only the, the you know, the, the, just like the fishermen who separate good fish from other fish and they throw right back and throw it away. He says the same thing and he, and he projects into the future. So it will be at the end of the age. The angels will go out and separate the wicked from the righteous and throw them into fire furnace where there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. There's a very, very sort of uh, grave warning here that those who, who do not live according to God's ways, that they will be thrown away, you know, from being caught in the waters of life and, and then brought into the fire furnace because that's the, the, the judgment. There will be wailing and grinding of teeth. People re, 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 regret what they have not done. And this is why the Lord is saying to us today <clears throat> is that be aware of what you're doing. Be aware, aware of what you wish to do. Be aware of living your Christian life because there will be a judgment at the end. And, and we cannot escape that, just like the fish cannot escape from the dragnet as it collects everyone. <clears throat> but there's also another <clears throat> element here, which is very important. And it says that, <clears throat> he replied, he says, do you understand? Do you understand? He speaks to the disciples and they said, yes. Okay, if you do understand, remember, that you are a people of God. You have received the gifts that God has given to you through baptism, through knowledge of faith. He has given you the, the, the knowledge to understand how we are to live this way of life. And so that every scribe who has been instructed in the kingdom of heaven is like the head of a household who brings from his storeroom, storeroom both the new and the old. So the Lord is asking us that we are to be like scribe, instructed in God's kingdom. Yes, the disciples, absolutely, but also everyone, everyone, all Christians, because they have received the gift of knowledge through the Holy Spirit. They have received the knowledge of the gospel. They are to meditate on his word. And so, so we are to instruct one another in ways which are old and new, meaning that everything, from the Old Testament, from the New Testament, all those things which we are to be aware, attentive, just like today. We're looking at the Old Testament and we see God as a potter. And, and to the New Testament, the Lord Jesus is telling us that be aware that there's a future and that not only there's a future, but there's a judgment that will be uh, upon us, that there'll be less judgment and we have to go through that judgment. You know, sometimes today <clears throat> we live in a world in which we feel like what's a, uh, you know, what is propo proposed is a value-free, you know, activity, which means that whatever you do it doesn't really matter. No, it does matter. It does matter, and that's why you know, for us, uh, I am always so grateful to God when people call us, you know, to you know, before someone passes away. They call us, he said, can you anoint my, my mother or my father? Can they anoint my, my brother or so? Oh, can you come and, you know, can you hear confessions? Um, or someone who has been away from the Lord, from, from the church, can you help someone who is struggling with faith? Uh, we, we are called to do these things because we, out of love for each other, 
we want to take care of them. So it doesn't matter what time it is, day or night, we go and hear confession or anoint people who are dying. And, and because that's, that's what the Lord has given us, this grace. And so that's why to call upon him to live our faith, to acknowledge our own weaknesses, our sins, is so important. Because God is God of mercy, but he wants us to, to, to ask for forgiveness because we have hurt one another, we have hurt things, we have, you know, we have transgressed God's commandments. And so there's that invitation to a life of fidelity. Maybe then today, as we look upon not only the readings, but the gift of the Eucharist itself, Eucharist is the great pearl of, of, of infinite value. The Lord is giving us himself in the Eucharist. He's giving, giving us the greatest gift he could give to be God-like, to be transformed. He's also giving us a great pearl, pearl of great price. This is the church, because it has sacraments. It has, it has everything. It has a scripture. It has both scriptural commentaries, interpretation, but it is also the place where we find, find salvation because uh, Jesus has entrusted this mystical body for us that we may live in it like we live in the water, a fish in the water, we live in the environment of the church, in the environment of the grace which God gives us through the church because we would not know the Lord without the church. We would not know, we would not have the word of God without the church. So this is what, why, why we can say is that church is also that great pearl, a pearl of great price. And, and everything is geared towards the end. What will happen to us beyond the grave? Because God wants us to be with him, not to be separated from him, not to be thrown away because we have thrown away God, so we throw ourselves away. He does not wish to, that. He wants us to be with him. So maybe then through this Eucharist, become more and more uh, aware of things, that we may become more and more aware of the things that we do each day, that we may be more and more aware of the great gift that God gives us every moment of our life because he inspires us, sustains us in existence. And then that we may become even more and more aware of what we are doing each day so that we may one day, as we go through the judgment, that we one day will be taken into heaven to be with God forever. God will not remove anyone. God will not uh, separate anyone from himself. We are the ones who can separate ourselves from each other or from God. And so this is why we need this grace and we need this, this incredible uh, cons consoling message that God in his mercy will help us like the potter. He will reshape us, reform us in such a way we'll become the sons and daughters of God destined for eternal salvation and glory. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.
please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org. Are you a Marian Helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily Masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign-up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.